What is up, my friend? Welcome to episode number 122 of the Anthony Jennings podcast. In this episode, I'm bringing on a guest to help you stop procrastinating and really get into like flow state. So if you have a project that you keep putting off, or if you wonder like, man, why do you keep doing the things that you don't want to do? Today's guest has a wealth of knowledge to help you get into a flow state and really start taking massive action. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Anthony John Amix podcast. The one and only podcast designed to help you become unstoppable in life and business. My name is Anthony John Amix. My friends call me AJ. And my goal with this podcast is to help you remember who you truly are so you can maintain your center in the chaos, embody your potential, and unlock freedom in your life and business. That being said, let's get into today's show. All right, welcome back. Now, today's guest, his name is Spencer Burnett. He's a high-performance mind mechanic who specializes in helping entrepreneurs rewire the mindset. He really helps them like align their actions to support their goals and their vision through mindset, strategy, organization, and spiritual enlightenment. He's been an entrepreneur coach for the past like 21 years across multiple industries. He's developed successful transformational programs in health and fitness and dating and relationships and cells and systems and just like enlightenment and alchemy. So there's like a lot of places. And in addition to building several of his own multiple six-figure businesses, he's consulted for other companies ranging from supporting new businesses, like into acquiring their first $10,000 months, all the way to really helping like mid six-figure businesses build systems, which really help them scale to multiple seven figures. Now, before I bring Spencer onto the show, I want to let you know about a free training that I put together. It's all about how to rewire and transform your subconscious patterns in 90 days or less so you can embody your potential and unlock freedom in your life and business. And you can get immediate access to that training by going to trainingwithaj.com. There's no opt-in or anything required. Simply go to trainingwithaj.com if you want to get access um, to that, if you want to learn how to take advantage of some unconventional wisdom to embodying your potential and creating life on your terms. So with that being said, let's bring Spencer onto the show. Boom. Spencer, welcome to the show, brother. How you doing? I'm doing great today. Dude, I saw that you posted this thing uh, from Boston Dynamics about some robots uh, on Facebook. That thing creeped me out, like for reals, creeped me out, the dancing little robot guy. Dude, it's getting real close to the Terminator <laughs> age. And, and, and the thing, like when you watch Terminator and you see the robots, it's like they're, this, they're, they're robots, they're emotionless machines, but AI is catching up to the robotics as well. So it's going to be full-blown looking humans that can run 80 miles an hour and jump over fences and stuff. It's well, what is with that dog creature with a snake head? Like that thing just gives me the heebie-jeebies like looking at that creature. It, it gave me the same feeling until <laughs> I saw it load and unload a dishwasher. And then I was like, you can come stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, who knows where robotics is going to take off or... I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if they're full of ill intent or not, but I guess the, the verdict is still out. We'll, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. That's a whole nother podcast. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> so dude, I want to talk about like how to end procrastination, how to get into flow state. Uh, you're a mind mechanic. So why are most people procrastinating? I mean, can't they just willpower their way through it? Yeah, sure. I mean, and willpower is a, is a really useful way to get things done. The downside of it is it's a limited resource. So you've got your conscious will and then you have your subconscious programming. And so your conscious will like for a little bit can override your uh, subconscious programming. So I would call it willpower, 
But if you want to, if you want a long-term uh, non-energy expensive solution to your procrastination, it's better to uh, understand and rewire the way the subconscious functions. Yeah. And then it, it becomes, it becomes natural. Now, dude, when we talk about like rewiring the subconscious, like, is there something we have to do or is it simpler than that? Like once we become, we can become aware that there is a subconscious programming, can we just be with it? Like, how do we, yeah, how do we do that? Yeah. And, and the answer is yes to all of it. And, and then some, so the first step to rewiring your mind is the awareness of the, of the problem, right? Um, and once you can see the problem, then you, uh, so you're a procrastinator, then you can, and you can like admit it. Like I, I see what I'm doing here and feeling the effects next you like make a decision. Like I'm going to change this and knowing how is important, but if you don't, if you know how, but you don't make that decision, it's, it's worthless. Thank you. Sorry. About awesome. That. Hey, dude, no uh, problem. <laughs> Welcome onto the show, guest. Welcome onto the show. <laughs> I love surprise guests. Uh, so, so after you become aware, and then you, and then you become willing, then it 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 becomes about uh, belief. Okay. So when you when you believe a value that things need to get done on you know on time, and and you truly believe that uh, ten out of ten, then your body will naturally and subconsciously just take action, but it's a lot more than just being with it. Yeah, totally. Like, what does being with it mean? Like, and you can't willpower, like your authentic, like understanding and like true feeling of how, you know, integrity you are of getting your tasks done. So we have to first find out where you're at. So I have this process called identity imprinting. And so the first thing is like, well, state the intent, right? And the, the, uh, the intent is like, I, I want to stop procrastinating. Okay. So what does that look like in terms of action? I follow through with every task I commit to on time. So if you check in with yourself and say that out loud and really ask yourself on a scale of one to 10, like how, how much do you really believe that? It might be like a five or six. I get, uh, I uh, execute all tasks that I commit to whatever it was. Five out of 10. So the next question is, is like, well, how do we make that a 10? Is it, is it, I think I can, I think I can, I, I see myself, you know, I visualize it and, and see it. Yes. And that's incomplete, but that is the first step. So it's like, uh, so it's like, well, what opportunities today do you have to demonstrate that you actually believe that? Because actions will, will tell you your values, right? You committed, you committed to doing that thing on Wednesday at noon and now it's two o'clock. I got a question for you. <laughs> Did you do it? Did you show up time? It's yes or no. And so we're like, well, I have huge resistance to writing this copy uh, on Thursday so or today. So it's like, all right, well, when you execute that, you will then demonstrate that you actually believe it. And so then you go throughout your day and being conscious of opportunities for you to follow through with your, with your tasks and not procrastinate. And then at the end of the day, we do what, what's called, we do a reflection. And then we ask, we ask the question, what, what evidence did you create today that demonstrates this belief to be true? And you're like, I wrote that marketing piece right when I said, heck yeah, you did. 
And, oh, and I did this. Oh, and I did this. Oh, and I showed up to my meeting on time. And, and it's like, yeah, great. So now on a scale of one to 10, how are you feeling? Yeah, like an eight. Great. Try again tomorrow. And over time, when, when we, we make this projection, we take the action and we have a reflection and the action and the intention matched. Seeing is believing. And then, it, but the thing is, a lot of times we're building all of this evidence, but we're not reflecting and, and, and like really calling attention to it. And so when you do this over, over a period of time, you, the trust that you have in yourself to execute on that belief in the way that you behave gets higher and higher. I used to have a, a huge problem with procrastination. Everything was a fire drill. Making promises to myself that I'd wake up early and do the task, you know, or, or staying up late and burning the midnight oil and just sweating, apologizing to my team, all that stuff. It's probably been two years. We do launches, never a fire drill. Like we, I, I never work late. I never wake up early because I have to for work. And, 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 it's, and it's because I followed this kind of process of imprinting a, a new belief to procrastination. Nice. Well, right. Why were you procrastinating in the first place? That's a great question. Um, it was easy for me to see the big picture. Um, and hard for me to see the next step. Mm. And so I would have an idea of what I thought the best next step was. And then I'd start going with it. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not the, that's not the right step. And then I'd, you know, I'd go another way. So that's one reason that I would. Um, another, uh, another is particular resistance to a, a task. I had a, a, copy, a copywriting monster that just haunted me my entire life. I was supposed to write this post or write that email. And I, and I, never, I never followed through with it just because it makes me, I'm dyslexic. So it makes me feel dumb doing it. So like I had some like, childhood traumas of being dyslexic, you yeah. know, show up. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's interesting. Like it comes from all angles, mismanaged time, you know, stayed up way too late working the night before. And, and so I have to put things off to the next day. Um, procrastination is, is a symptom that that's caused by a, a complex series of emotional, spiritual totally. and time management problems. So let's play with that. The concept of um, um, I'm dumb for a second, just the concept of it. Like if somebody's going to rewire their, their subconscious, like I could see how there's a way to willfully do that and imprint it, um, which totally works. And I'm just kind of curious if they, if they don't really, like if we don't ex experience the shadow of, we'll just use the idea of I'm dumb and we're, we're, we don't experience it. We don't, we don't embrace it, that it's a potentiality and experience it in our body are we then like in resistance to I am dumb and everything that we do? And does that create a subconscious pressure, so to speak, when we're trying to do the thing? Is that, is that making sense? Like when, when you're carrying that belief, I, I am dumb is the question. Like how, how does that affect you while you're doing your, you know, going throughout your day trying to execute? Right. Like, so what I see with a lot of high achievers oftentimes is when they're going to create something, they're, they're going to create the thing unto proving that they are not that subconscious shadow, right? Mm. Different things for different people. One of my mm. subconscious shadows for a really, really long time, and it's been fractal, meaning it's like layered and it could go on forever. And I'm sure there's going to be more layers to it as I continue to journey on this, on this human evolution. 
One was I'm not good enough. So that came from like childhood imprinting. So then all of the businesses I created, the record deals, et cetera, were like to prove that I was good enough. Well, so once I shed that, then it was like, okay, well, I'm just creating to create. Okay, cool. But then there was another fractal of it of um, nothing I do matters. So I wanted to prove that everything I do matters. All my copy matters. My books matter. Everything I do matters. And so there was an internal pressure to go produce, but it was still proving and defending, not really to humanity, but to myself that what I do matters. And there's been other layers of like, I'm weak, I'm mediocre. Like I'd be in, in social circles and I would find myself kind of closed off. My heart wasn't really open to connect. And I was like, I'm the outsider. They're not going to get me. But really it was like, I was judging this other person as, well, that person's mediocre. When I know if I spot it, I got it. If I spot it, I got it. But it was, it was layered like shadow. It wasn't like I'm mediocre and it wasn't even a social thing. It was more like there was a part of me I didn't accept. And until I could accept, I am mediocre. I'm just a dude who poos that poos and pees and I'm just a dude. But yeah, I'm still called to great things. But when I could be with all of that, then there was a whole new labor of freedom to choose and be at cause and things like procrastination just don't, they don't even fucking exist because I'm not resisting anything. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, what's interesting about shame is that shame, all that shame is, is inspiration delivered through negative emotion. Mm. Because you've also made steps in your life to create because there's something amazing that you see in your head and oh, and I just want to build it. And, and, and so it's, you get an emotion, you get a, you get a vision of, of what it is, and then you propel towards it. Now with shame, you get a vision of the past, right? Of, of, of your, uh, of your, um, you know, inadequacies. And then the light shines through to the future and pushes you in the same exact direction. And so all that negative emotions or what I call, you know, your monsters are when they're provoking you, it's, it's literally a messenger of light that it's delivered through negative emotions. They're actually saying that your angels and your monsters actually have the same agenda, just two different methods. And so when you say like, you know, I'm dumb or, or whatever, you know, I'm dumb and it will, it will, it will weigh on you and it will, it will sink your energy down. It will make you really, really sensitive to, to the things that reflect that you're dumb. I misspell the word. I, you know, I, you know, whatever. And, uh, and it, it, uh, it inhibits growth. On the other hand, if you can see that all that I am dumb is a is a desire to want to be smart. And now you say, I want, I want to be smart or I am smart scale of one to 10, four. Great. What opportunities do you have today to demonstrate that, you know, you know what you're doing and then you reflect and and you go there. So once you, once you fractal the shadow, and I use this uh, uh, modality called precise language that I developed to fractal shadows, you can, you can figure out what that message is and then live by that message because it's, it's, it's equally as powerful in terms of inspiration than joy of, you know, of the vision is. And so what you shared is the, is the surrender. Yeah. The surrender, come, that's the tipping point. Is is like you, you're fighting it. You're you're like you're like you know you're trying to hurt me. You're trying to hurt me. You're running. You're hiding. You're fighting. You're running. You're hiding and fighting. And then you're just like, all right, like, ah, okay, I'm here. I'm I'm listening. What? 
you're dumb. Okay. Yeah, I know. But like, what do you want me to do about it? Well, I want to feel smart in what in marketing, in, in sales, in, in Taekwondo, whatever. It's like, okay, well, what's the first step that you can do for that? I'm going to sign up for a class. All right, fine. Sign up for a class. And then like, then the momentum builds. And, uh, so when you can alchemize both positive inspiration and, and shame towards conscious creation, you're invincible. So good, man. So good. I love everything you're sharing, man. It's, it's, you're using different words uh, and coming at it from a different angle, which I'm so appreciative of because there's so many paths up the mountain and this is giving people um, another path uh, rather than my weird way of just like being with shadow or being with um, what is because when we're, I've experienced when I'm just with it, it was, it just, the monster just kind of melts into a small little child. <laughs> That's me yeah. that I then mm -hmm. can just be with I can communicate with, and then I can lead rather than giving it keys to the car to drive. I'm like, I'm still in control here. <laughs> I'm still right. the soul in control. Yeah. So I love, love what you're sharing, man. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Um, what's like the difference between like pushing and pulling? You know, I think, you know, I talked about willpower a little bit and we're talking about reprogramming the subconscious mind. And is there a difference between like pushing yourself to reprogram your subconscious mind rather than pulling yourself to reprogram your subconscious mind? Yeah, and I, I think that I I think that uh, both are necessary, right? I mean, all sides of each polarizing attribute has its value to you know to help you ascend, right? And the you know the the value of of pushing is uh, it, you've got control, your effort plays a role in it, so it, it it feels it feels more like you're the first person player in the game, right? Um, as opposed to be, as opposed to, you know, pulling, which is, it, which, which is more just like, um, uh, set your coordinates just right and just, and let the universe do its job. So it's, it's kind of the difference between, uh, air travel and space travel. Air travel is the push and space travel, space travel is like, all right, set the coordinates, pop. No resistance. You just like lay back and we'll get there, you know? And, uh, and, and so, but to take, but to take off from earth to space, you need both. You need the thrusters, right? Which, which is like heavy carbonized fuel. And then once you, once you get into, into, uh, into space, it's a very different propulsion system, but the universe does most of the work, you know? So yeah, the, the they, both sides are so uh, necessary, and I, this is why I love the approach that you're that you, that you're that you're uh, you know the angle that you're coming from. I have such a hard. I live in Chicago, right, and you you live in the the center of the country as well. And I I love East Coast grind hustlers like you know you know sixty hour work weeks. Dig it, love it. Then I go to the West Coast, my West Coast friends, and they just surrender to everything and in flow and setting up containers and just like trusting and all that. And I, I equally agree with them while also being annoyed by their, <laughs> by their, by their singular binary view of the world. Yes. And, uh, and, and so it's, it, it's the way that I see it is like the naturalists will live amongst the trees. They'll, you know, they'll live in the forest. The East coast will knock the forest down and build a building. <laughs> I want society and nature. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the forest and build amongst the trees. 
And so now everybody has a way. And I, that's kind of the way I see the integration of, of most things. Like I said, there are no, there's no negative attributes, just imbalanced ones. And I think that being a, uh, like a conscious creator is about seeing both those sides. And then the artist in you, the creator is the one that has the free will discernment. Like, when is it time to kind of pull back from that surrender and start putting in the work? When is it time to put in the work? And it's like, Hey, just like relax, you know? Yeah. 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 You're, you're speaking of what I would call the paradox. Um, and I believe that's where our power as a human being. I also believe that's where our, our purpose and our potential and our, our profits are all found is, is in that paradox is right in the center of it all. You know, I even look at like some of like the doing culture, like here in America, we do, we do, we do. You talked about the hustle and grind. There's brilliance there. If you look at Eastern culture, it's all about being and being and surrender and being with what is, and there's a lot of peace there. And I believe we're at a time in humanity where those two philosophies are like overlapping and more and more people, uh, and sounds like yourself included are being willing to kind of integrate both of the philosophies into a sustainable way where it's not either or it's really an and also and having enough wisdom and being like tapped into our own soul to have enough discernment to really like listen to that small gentle voice that knows when it's time to push and knows when it's time to pull and we just get to we get to fucking dance to create whatever it is we feel called to create yeah and it's and those two philosophies like eastern and western philosophy it plays a role in like all of the levels of existence that humans get to experience. So on a cellular level, we're no different than trees and rocks, right? On a, on a functional uh, level, we're no, we're just simply animals, but then we have this spirit inside of us and the free will to like operate in, in this density. Like we're literally plant, animal, human spirit, and God all in one package that gets, that gets like a hundred years at best to like do something, you know what I mean? So to see, to see life in, in, in such a singular way, when it's so multidimensional that you have to master those levels and the paradox of all of those individual levels. And then the, the quagmire that is trying to understand and integrate all of that, you know, (laughs) I'm going to throw a curveball, and I don't know if you have an answer. I don't have an answer for this one. Where does karma play into this whole thing, this whole equation? Hmm. So I'll I'll talk a bit because here's what I've been wrestling with. Like, I know I have karma and and I haven't studied this. It's something I'm being drawn to. So I'll figure out an answer at some point. Um, There's an answer there. But in, in Hindu philosophy, they talk about karmic law and how every soul has karma. And as I've talked to some of my friends around this idea, the illustration I was given was every human essentially is born into a pastor and we have free will to be able to roam inside that pastor. But karma is the pastor that we have, whether we like it or not. And I don't know if it's true. I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying it's untrue. I'm just in a place in my life where I'm considering that it may be potentially true. And I was just curious what your take was on it. Um, it's interesting when, when people, uh, especially that are more Western culture minded, minded, they'll ask, like, do you believe in karma? Right. And I and like same thing with uh, astrology or, or horoscopes. And my response is that that's uh, like, I don't know how to answer that question. Cause the real question is like, um, do you understand karma yeah. or how, you know, how do you understand it's, it's role. Right. So it's uh, so when you're walking down the street and you smile at a baby, the baby smiles back. 
because like attracts like it provokes like so i smile you smile back that makes sense to the average person right sure um when you uh when you plant an orange tree and you nurture it then it gives you oranges and it nurtures you makes sense right totally um when you uh tell someone to go kick rocks and 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 i hate you they usually say it back sure okay so on a, on a on a really singular level on a singular timeline this this makes sense to all of us right but then there there think about it on like a, a higher spiritual view right. right so um what we know about energy is is it attracts like energy and it's and it's trying to um yeah it finds a thing like itself and then and then it and then it grabs on so it let's say we had a meter that we could actually see that could that could um that uh at all times they could, you could see the energetic charge that you have and they have machines that do this where it's like you're in a bad mood and and you see you see the charge you're in a good mood you see the the other charge right and so this if this mechanism as us as spiritual human beings and as the universe works it's the the code in it is like like attracts like go fi- go find it um at some point if you're radiating high it's going to attract other th- other things that are radiating high and the reason that those things are radiating high is because they're doing the good things smile smile back plant the tree you know uh you know build the business reap the reward um you know do kind things for your partner they do do they do kinds kind things for you and as you get that that experience you start surrounding yourself with good people and more than just the heart the full integration of the human they're good because good heart good intentions good actions good results and then those results start leaking onto you. So it it's um it it's like a it's kind of like the way people the way rich people give gifts. You know, in my family we're we're middle class, you know? Might might buy a might buy a, a dirt bike. But if you're a billionaire and you got billionaire friends, your gifts are is a yacht. And so it's just it gets bigger and bigger as the charge grows bigger. So then then if you think about it in ter- in terms of lifetime and legacy so i have this energetic charge right now and what we know about energy can't be created or destroyed it just gets transferred so that's in the 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 field right and imagine yep. that we could see this field and now i die that field is still that step field is still going to ripple right and uh, and it's going to create energy and, and attract other energy. And as new beings come it come into the world, it's going to have that effect, whether it's recycled or even if it's something new coming in, into that field. And again, what we also know about energy is it affects other energy. If we put if we, if we put freezing cold water and boiling water on top of freezing cold water over time, it all it all regulates because it because it's affecting everything. So um, and also what we know about legacy is like your actions matter. So uh, even though someone, even though Thomas Edison is dead, his, his life force lives on. So we, we, under, we understand that life force and effect lives on beyond your, beyond, you know, so his thoughts still exist in physical form. So why not his emotions? Why not his heart? Why not his intent? So as this cycle cont- continues to happen over time amongst many humans, it creates currents and winds. And that's, that's what makes it complicated. Like we, we can, we can guarantee what the actual temperature of the entire planet is, but try guessing the temperature, you know, whether, whether men or whether, you know, reporters are 50% wrong because they understand the whole, but it's the winds that are, that are carrying it. And so like, 
if you if you live in if you live in uh, uh, Miami, like the winds are going to hit you. Like that that's just where it happens. So like my question is like we understand all these other principles principles of energy transference, give and receive. So my question my my question then would be like what don't you understand about karma? Yeah. So some it's this it's this questioning like this idea is I wonder if some things are predestined. And again, there's a paradox in this because there's free will at play. But let's just take like Tony Robbins, for example. What if his soul was predestined to be him and have the impact that he has? And there's been, I assume, and he's talked about in, in his documentary, he's talked about it openly. He calls it grace, how some things, some certain events have taken place to help either course correct or carve out. Now, he, of course, he still created everything he had and he listened to his desires and and all of that, right? But it's just like, as I'm starting to like just ponder, is predestination, predetermination, is it a real thing? And can it exist even at the same time with free will? Does that make sense? And if so, if so, then I, it gets me to wonder like sometimes are some people that, because we have here in the West, it's like, you can be anything you want to be. And so then we look at social media and we start comparing where we're at to where they're at rather than actually coming home to figure out where we're called and what we're called to create and co-creating with that rather than trying to, to navigate it with all of the external inputs. And by doing so, how maybe we're just fucking ourselves and making mm -hmm. things a whole lot harder than it needs to be. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So free will versus subconscious programming or, <laughs> or, uh, um, what was the other one? Well, predestination ver uh, versus, uh, versus free will, um, that it, it's all that paradox thing. So yeah. again, I asked the question, how, uh, like, how do they coexist? And I think that the, um, the best way that, uh, the best way I can answer that is like, the predestination thing is a little bit more ethereal. Right? Totally, totally. And, We're getting way up in the clouds right now. Right, right. <laughs> and, and the and and the the free will is like pure autonomy. Like it, it like you you are what you make yourself to be. Right, right. So uh, uh, to get, kind of do an inception thing of give you an, a story and analogy in that story, but it'll all come together. Uh, when people ask me the question like, do you believe in astrology? Right, I say to them. Well, I'd like to explain how it works. Essentially, the, they say, how can you tell who a person is just by like where the stars in, in the moon were? And I, and I say like, well, there's some things that are preset that can give you a really, really strong assumption of, of what's real. And what we know is that energies affect us, right? Totally. I'm, I, so if, if I say, okay, you've got this big giant globe and we've got a guy, we've got a guy here. He was born in 1983. It, it, was, it was in Chicago to a middle-class family uh, that, um, and, and, you know, gave other, like other attributes. He's a middle kid. He's, you know, just factual things about like my environment and the energy around me, location, everything's energy, location. You know, I grew up in the suburbs. And if you say, you know what? I bet this guy speaks English. Now, out of all of the people on the world, out of all the languages that, that there are, that's a like 99.9% .9 right because you understand the environment of which they were created, you can start making stronger assumptions of, of who they are. Now, does that mean because I'm an Aries, I have to be fiery? No, it just means I'm more likely to. 
be fiery. And so it's, it's the same thing with the predestination and, and the free will. So it, it's like free. Well, if, if free will is, is the way then, uh, you know, tell my buddy that's four foot nine, that he can be an NBA center. Exactly. Go ahead. And please show me someone that can free will their play their way into that. Yeah. Now, when we take the predestination uh, thing too far, totally. it, it looks like um, laziness where it's like, you have so much potential, you're destined to be something. Yeah. Well then something will work out for me. Also good luck with that. And so this is the relationship between um, know thyself and like uh, and um, and take action. Totally. And and I'm going to bring this back home into like what you do is getting into flow state. Like if we look at some of like one of my favorite authors is Neville Goddard. And I even look at Christian scripture and Jesus and talking about things from a place of creation flow state where we create from it is done, mm. it is done. And so it's almost like when we can start entertaining some of these possibilities, predestination, free will, radical responsibility, ra and it's not like, well, which one is the answer? I'm just having a conversation saying, well, what if we hold all of those things loosely and come back home to figure out, well, what, what is it that we're feeling called to and taking radical responsibility for our results and being open to figure out, man, there's some type of subconscious programming driving this thing. It's doing it for every single human being. There's no way around it. And if that's the thing that helps us get into flow because we're just here and we can create those desires knowing it is done. We may not know when, but if the desire is within us, there, there is like this faith journey, a trusting that it is done because we've been called. So it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. And if that's true, is that where we access flow state at? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Because to operate in the it is done, that requires ultimate self-trust yeah. and, and a clear vision. And so the, and so when you are absolutely certain and clear as to what you want and who you are, and you trust yourself to, for your intentions, your commitments, your actions to all be the same thing, then the only thing standing between you and the thing is time. Yeah. So, and, and when in, in a spiritual, in a, in the spiritual um, experience of, of being a human, like time, it, like we can access all time right now. I can think about my fifth or my 10th birthday party right now. I can go there. Right. And so, and, and so it starts to make logical sense when you understand, when you trust yourself, you got the clear vision, like, oh yeah, it's only a matter of time. And what that, what that does when you have that certainty that it is done, it be, it, it becomes the difference between driving in traffic and driving in a short road with your best friends. Yeah. Traffic is, you know, everyone's yelling, honking horns, getting frustrated, cutting people off. Whereas like you're on a, a road trip, open highway, full tank of gas and that listening to music, telling stories, reminiscing, making plans for the future. You're actually going faster. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and it's, and it's easier. 
and it's it's because of the of the certainty. No one's going to cut you off. You fully trust that the, the car is going to work. And so when you create an internal environment for yourself like that, creating becomes like work, quote unquote work, becomes just like hanging out with your friends totally. or do or, or like being a little kid and just playing with Legos by yourself or, you know. Yeah. How, how much like into flow state, is that something that we can just maintain all the time? Can we be driving with our friends all the time? Or is it more of a, and also where like, there are times where we got to fucking, you know, grit it out a bit, you know, like one of my favorite pictures, Michael Jordan talked about, and I'm, I'm not going to get this perfectly, but he talked about how, you know, he would shoot the three pointers and do all the basic shit a bunch of times every day. And somebody asked him, Michael, why are you doing the basic shit? And he's like, well, I drill in the basics. So when I play basketball, I don't have to think about it. Like it's almost like his obsession with the basics of basketball, which was grittiness. I'm, I'm sure you could do that with playing like friends and all of that. But at the same time, like as an artist, let's be honest, it's boring. It's not fun sometimes, but you go do it because you're committed to greatness. And in that, and also of the determination and the gritness, it opened up the space for flow when he was playing, you know, in a game and championship games and how maybe that's no different for us as entrepreneurs. There are certain daily habitual ways of being or habits, whatever you want to use that we're doing. And sometimes we don't want to do them and it requires a little bit of push like you talked about, but that's what allows us to be in the dance with the pool. And it really does require both of those, or maybe I'm completely wrong and we can be in flow state all of the time. Mm. So can you be in flow state all of the time. I mean, we're humans, so uh, no. Um, but hypothetically, yeah. <laughs> would you would you would you want to be? Would because a lot of people struggle with to identify what perfection truly means. Yeah. And in in my experience, and uh, what I've come to understand it is that perfection, pure flow state, Christ consciousness happens at about 96%. So 96% of the time you are in flow state, you are, you are in Christ consciousness, you are in, in positivity, love, gratitude, all of the great things, but you need the 4%. You need it because it's valuable because you want to know what happens. What is the 4%? You, the, the 4% is the bullshit. Okay, perfect. It like, it like, all, like all the shit you don't want to do, like all the really, really hard things that are uh, annoying and painful. Because you want to know what happens when you're in flow state all the time? Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods got messed up. You want to know why? Because he was crushing it. And that got boring. So he was training to be a Navy SEAL. That's how he got injured. He was training to be a Navy SEAL. To, to someone whose hands and body are worth a billion dollars. He trained because it's just like, all right, I'm done. Michael Jordan, six in a row or, or, or three in a row. Like, Eh, I'll try baseball. That that sounded like something I, I wanted to do. You usually go back to your childhood. Jordan's dad wanted to play baseball. Tiger's dad wanted, or Tiger's dad was a Navy SEAL. Um, Michael Jackson, flow state all time. It'll mess you up. Mm. And so we we need the grit. It's it's the same thing with like uh, like immunizations. Give me four percent. Give me four. Just just fuck me up a little bit. <laughs> So I'm good forever, you know, and, and that, that, that rings to be true in what 4% of your living of like your daily life, it's one hour, one hour. 
So can you, so it, so if 96% of pure Christ consciousness of flow state is perfection, then just understand that one hour a day, it's going to suck. What should people do with that one hour a day? That's going to suck. How can they bring, even bring joy even to the suck? Because I believe it's the, it's the contrast. It's the suck that makes this human experience worth living. I mean, if we just wanted to be in flow state and consciousness, I assume that it would just stay in consciousness. It wouldn't come here to have a human experience as me, as you. <laughs> so what do we do within that hour a day, that 4% to actually still bring joy? Is, is it just realizing our, our identity, our worthiness isn't tied into that? And it's just like, yeah, it sucks right now. But my identity, my worthiness isn't tied to that. We're not creating stories and meanings around it. We're just aligning with the truth of, yeah, this sucks right now. And that's okay. Yeah. Well, and part of it is, is the surrender. <laughs> I, I talk to like coaches that I, it's, you know, clients or whatever. And they're like, oh my gosh, I was like on my fifth sales call and I, and I, and I didn't close like, oh, this is getting so frustrating. And I'm like, that's not a problem. That just means that you're a coach. Like that's, that's like, that's like a boxer being ticked off that he got punched in the face. Like, no, that that's the job, right? That, that's part of it. And so it, so there's part of that sort of like the expectation management, like this is what, this is what you deal with. So let it go. The second part is the, um, is in like the beautiful alchemy of turning that 4% of just that dirty bullshit into something that actually brings more joy. So when I'm optimizing like a company's uh, workflow system, I tell them every single problem you have, like bring it to me, big or small, because I'm going to take that problem and I'm going to figure out why it's happening. And then I'm going to build a system around it. And, and now that problem will never happen again. Not only will I solve your problem, I will solve the source of your problem. Now we're talking. And so when you have the ability to alchemize the bullshit and, and unpack it from the, sh from the shadow and the, in the dirt and be able to see like the message, the instruction, the bullshit is actually an instruction of how to better your life. So good. It, it, when you process it that way, again, it, you're invincible. Yeah. So good. What's been one of your biggest breakthroughs so far? hitting flow state all the time. Hmm. I, I've, I've gone, I went through it. I went through it, um, in 2015 where, where like everything was just going. And I remember I was working like 15 hours a week, you know, saving 40% of my money. I, I, I was doing what I loved. I worked for my house. It was, it was great. And I said to my mom, I'm like, why am I not always happy? Why am I, why am I still stressed? And she's, she said, well, one, you're, you're so used to it. You're so used to that stress that your, your brain's like, something's off, something, something's not normal. So it must be wrong. Right. That's yeah. the first part. And the second part is like, without friction, there's no growth. Yeah. Everything ever created in the history of anything created from dissatisfaction. Even God was in the sky was like, mm, I'm bored. <laughs> you know, like, and so dissatisfaction is the, is the genesis of creation. And so I, uh, I set new goals, went through my struggles and I hit it again where, where I was, I was just like, everything is working. Like e every relationship I have is great. My, every system that I got run in with, like, you know, my, my, my business, my money, my friendships, my it, all going. And the very first thing that I did, dude, 
was uh, a 100 day monster challenge. No dairy, no gluten, no alcohol, no weed, no masturbation, no pornography, no fried foods, no fake sugars, no pro uh, processed foods. I mean, there was a list of, uh, of a ton of things. And people were like, you know, did you have a breakdown? I'm like, no, everything is better than ever. I need some resistance. <laughs> I need some bullshit in my life. I need some pain. It, and so it, it's so uh, now I've got, you know, I, I typically go through that, go through that cycle. And, um, and so when things get good, I don't take my foot off the, I don't take my foot off the gas. I just, I get to choose my problems now. And now I choose the problems of, of eliminating those things for a hundred days so I could build a new relationship to it. And then my life got even better. And so it, and so the, the breakthrough of like getting everything that, that you want and realizing that that's not the point. What is the point? What, what, what did you find? What's the point? Was it just creation? At a, from the perspective, uh, as a child of God or child of the universe or, or whatever, like this is a, this life has been a gift given in, unto you. The purpose is experience the yeah. story. Like what's, what, what story did you live? What role did you play? What role did your circumstance play? Like at, at, at the, at the end of the day, that's all that's left mm -hmm. is, is the story. So, um, now within that, there, there are, they're kind of like micro points, sure. right. Or, or sub points to, to life. I really be, you know, believe in like in, in contribution and ascension and, um, uh, and, you know, serving others and uh, just like the effect that your, you know, emotions and actions and, and words had on, you know, the, the story of humanity. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, the story. So good, man. If you could go back in time and give your younger self some wisdom to help him collapse time and get results, what would you tell him? Master the ability to take a complex strategy and turn it into a linear prioritized timeline hmm. of, of execution. It, awesome. it, that's, the, that's the thing that I, that I teach now. And it is my you know, big vision to fundamentally change the way people execute, even, and especially children. Uh, because uh, we are just inundated with things that are pulling our attention more and more. And that's why you're seeing more ADD. It, you know, it, it's it, kids aren't, people aren't more fucked up at the, the environment changed. And so it, it's being more easily expressed and the ability to focus. Oh, that's what I, that's what I would tell myself. Awesome, man. And people want to work with you to tap into flow state, overcome like their subconscious blocks. How can they connect with you? Yeah, they can go to uh, my website, spencerburnett.com. And we have, uh, we've got a bunch of different, you know, workshops and, uh, and, and courses and in uh, coaching that we use to really help. What we do is we help do the things for entrepreneurs that we solve the problems that like Google and more sales can't solve. It's uh, Elon Musk says he, you know, what, what he's really doing is building gigafactories. He's building a machine that builds machines. And that's what I like to focus on in, in terms of, you know, supporting people in business in their life is like when the machine works, then the just dreams come out, whatever strategy you pour in or, or whatever. And so we focus on, you know, the human first and then like process and, and, and then like infrastructure and, and all that stuff. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, dude, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. This is fun.
Well, there you have it, my friends, Spencer Burnett in the house. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We talked about some crazy, crazy deep concepts today. And I know when you're willing to hold all of these concepts loosely and allow yourself to just like sit in the pocket with all of these things, like you're going to find a power that no man can ever diminish, ever take away from you, ever. And I know you're going to find a certainty to be able to conquer any task that you feel called to like take on. So my friend, that's all I have for this episode of the Anthony John Meeks podcast. I hope it served you. I hope it's inspired you and really helped you to stop procrastinating and get into a flow state. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, send it over to them in their DM, screenshot it, share it over on social media, send them an email, text message, whatever you have to do to get this episode into the ear holes. And also keep those five-star reviews coming over on iTunes because that's what helped get this show found by more and more people, help serve more people. So thank you so much for being here. Until next time, my friend. I'm out. Peace. Well, that's all I've got for this episode of the Anthony John Amick's podcast, but we have plenty more to help you become unstoppable in life and business. So head on over to ajamix.com for exclusive resources, information, and tools to help you break through to a new level of freedom, purpose, and success. I look forward to having you back for the next episode. Bye for now.